Welcome to the Destiny Leaders Podcast, where we are dedicated to developing the leader in you. Well, hello, everyone. It's Phil Brasfield with Destiny Ministries. Welcome to the Destiny Leaders Podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us today, and uh, we're going to have a great time in the studio talking about a very important topic, but we're so glad you've joined us. I'm joined here in the studio with our dear friend, uh, Jared Moss. Hello. Hey, Jared. (laughs) How are you? Doing good. 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 So glad you joined us. Jared is part of the team here at Destiny and was an intern himself and now is on staff at the River over in a nearby town, and we're glad to have you join us. And really, one of the cool things about us doing this together is we kind of bring two different uh, generational views. Uh, yes. I'm I'm a little older than you, just a little bit, <laughs> but uh, but hopefully out of the uh, out of the blend you get from our two perspectives, we'll uh, we'll be able to say something that will be a blessing to your life. You know, at Destiny, we're absolutely committed to developing the leader in you. Mm-hmm. That's really our mission. Uh, that's really uh, what's important to us and what makes this organization tick. Uh, Jared, there's going to be some amazing things happening this year with Destiny. I believe it. Yeah, I, well, I'm glad you believe it. I believe it too. And uh, <laughs> there's some absolutely awesome. We got a great conference. It's our 20th year. Our 20th oh, annual goodness. conference is coming up. It's hard to believe. So you were about what two years old when this all this all started, and so, so maybe uh, 20. Uh, let's see. So probably six. Okay, six. So two or six, <laughs> pretty much the same thing. And so, uh, so yeah, it, it's the, our 20th annual conference, and we're so excited. As you know, every year we pour all kinds of energy and effort, and this year is going to be no different. Make sure you save the date. Uh, you can go out online and get the specific dates uh, for that at destinyleaders.com. Uh, it's also uh, a great time for you to consider, have you taken that biblical studies course that you always wanted to take? Uh, so many of you as Christian leaders, I know, are challenged like I am with staying up to date, not only with the culture and being effective to be able to speak the language of the culture, but also stay refreshed and renewed in your understanding of biblical truth. And if you haven't taken uh, Core 1 or Core 2 with Destiny Leadership Institute, I encourage you to make that decision that this year is your year. Yes. Uh, Jared, you're a DLI alumni. Yes, sir. I, I mean, am. you can talk about that, can't you? Yes, yes. I love it. You know, I'm so passionate about DLI. I took it the first year that we did it. Um, and I remember, I it, for me, it was like a gamble because the product was not yeah. It didn't look as nice then. I mean, it was still the same credit <laughs> applications at Ecclesia and, and uh, different things like that. There's still some of the basically the same curriculum and concept. But I remember I was like, man, I don't know about this. My pastor said, man, this is destiny. Uh, this guy landed and give him a shot. And so I jumped in with probably just about 20 people. Yeah. And man, it changed my life. It gave me the opportunity to serve in my local church that I'm on staff at today. And I just, I, I, I preach DLI to our younger generation and the older generation because it is really the state of the art opportunity to develop your leadership uh, role in a local church where you're at without having to go somewhere for years and this and that. So I've, I'm so grateful. Yeah. You know, we didn't invent distance education. It's been around a long time. The thing that makes Destiny Leadership Institute unique is that we blend the concept of serving in your local church mm-hmm. while you're studying online. Right. All of our professors either have uh, doctorate level degrees or are in doctoral programs. And uh, so we have a great uh, trained team of faculty that I would com- 
you know, put against any university, Bible college uh, yes. or, or university in the country. But uh, but beyond that, there's also that organic relationship where you're actually serving where you've been developed and you're learning these biblical concepts and then learning to apply them in the local church. Right. And so uh, I think that's very unique. And if you have not made your decision yet, then let 2019 be the year that you say, I'm going to to kind of get the Bible out and dust it off. (laughs) I'm going to get the text out and I'm going to learn some awesome things this year that's going to take my leadership to the next level. Yes. And of course, it's not just DLI. We have a whole range of uh, opportunities for you. Uh, if you if you're looking for ministry credentials or looking to be part of a, an organic family where uh, you can know and be known, I think mm-hmm. that's one of the powerful things about destinies. Mm-hmm. I've always believed that every Christian leader, every minister, needs a place to where they can know people right. and be known by people. It's biblical right. that that we should have good reputation among the brethren. The Bible talks about mm-hmm. and and so it's important to have that vehicle in Destiny uh, Church and Ministers Network is really an opportunity for people uh, to do that. Yes. Uh, we have a strong set of core values, a very strong uh, set of, of a statement of faith and, and religious beliefs that are defined on the website if you'd like to know more about that. But if you're looking for a place to call home in a ministry sense, we invite you to check out Destiny and and see if it might be a good fit for you because we are committed to developing the leader in you. Mm-hmm. Well, today we're talking about uh, a fun topic. It's a, it's a brand new piece of curriculum that uh, I've been working on for quite some time and it's being released uh, this spring. And uh, I'm excited about it. And why don't we talk about it just a little bit? It's the title Giants, Defining, Defying, and Defeating Giants in Your Life. Wow. And I'm going to tell you what, I don't know whether you've been at it long enough. You haven't been as long as I have, but I know that if you've been preaching five minutes or 50 years, or if you've been in ministry service, or you've been in the kingdom of God, you're realizing that there are giants that you yes. face. yes. That is so true uh, because, I mean, look at really the legacy that you're standing on, how long you've been in ministry versus even just the few years I've been able to be in full-time ministry. And already I'm like, I was talking to my senior pastor yesterday and I'm like, man, this has been a whirlwind. I mean, talk about seminary. <laughs> yeah. I've had hands-on seminary even just this year. Uh, there's several things that I've had to overcome in my own personal life, but really even in the ministry. Um, I know I can attest, even from a young perspective, that um, we face giants all the time. And I know that our listeners can resonate with that as well. Yeah, the truth is everybody, every person on the planet, you know, face it. A giant, a giant <laughs> is an obstacle. You know, a, a giant is a is a threat to your future. It's a threat to your dreams. Uh, you know, we all know that when God calls us, whether we're lay leaders or whether we're a, a ministry leader vocationally, the fact is when God calls someone, mm-hmm. he gives them a promise. But I've found in my life that every time there's a promise, the like the next thing that happens is there's a giant. <laughs> it's like there is this challenge to that promise, you know? Yeah. That's yeah. what happened with David. David in first Samuel chapter sixteen was anointed by Samuel as king. Chapter seventeen, guess what? <laughs> There's the giant. Goliath. This, here comes Goliath, yeah, you know? Yeah. And that's really what giants are. They, they're designed to uh, to stand in front of you between mm-hmm. the fulfillment of God's purpose for your life and the promise of that 
fulfillment. Right. You know, they're there to try to uh, do several things. As a matter of fact, I want to talk about four things that I think giants essentially are designed by the enemy to do. Wow. And whether the, whether it's that moment of victimization that you had as a child or some bad decision you made, because sometimes giants are just, you know, totally outside of us and right. they just right. show up out of nowhere. Sure. And then sometimes giants evolve out of things we do. Yeah. You know, mistakes yes. we make yes. or problems that we that we uh, are, you know, like I say, maybe a moment of victimization. I mean, how many people struggle with with baggage from the past? Maybe they were victimized as a child or something. And, right. and every time they get some momentum in their life and try to get over something, you know, get get to what God has for them. It's like that memory comes up. And and we're going to talk about kind of the dynamics of that in this podcast today in terms of four things that I've kind of identified that giants do. What's their purpose? So remember, we're talking about defining, defying, and defeating giants in our life. So let's talk for a few moments today, Jared. The first thing that, that I found in my life that giants do is they they intimidate me. Okay. I am intimidated mm. by giants. If you go back to that story with David Goliath, mm. I mean the real purpose of Goliath was to intimidate Israel. Mm. Right. Oh, I mean wow. he challenged them. You have in the valley of Elah, you have Israel gathered on one ridge uh-huh. and the Philistines on the other. And the reason that would all often happen is because the Philistines settled uh along the Mediterranean coast. It was the really fertile, really lush part of Israel and the most wow. easy to travel. Okay. There, was a, there was an ancient trade route that traveled down along the Mediterranean seas and the, uh, Sea, and the Philistines settled that area to control that trade route because mm-hmm. it gave them power, commerce, kind of they taxed people coming through. So if you were going to do business in Africa and you're from Europe or from Asia, then you had to come through Israel and the principal, one of the principal routes you travel was the Way of the Sea, it was called. Wow. So the Philistines were seafaring people that had settled along the shores of the Mediterranean. Okay. But periodically they would do these uh these attacking campaigns, these these uh these uh you know incursions if you will into the hill country and that's where Israel had settled. Oh. And so uh in the hill hill country, the highlands of what's called the Shephelah uh, you've got Hebron, you've got Jerusalem, you've got Bethlehem, uh, even Nazareth. Mm-hmm. So you've got some of these cities where the – so I'm going to tell you, honestly, I'm from the Ozarks in Arkansas. The Israelites were the first hillbillies. Okay? <laughs> so they're hillbillies living up in the highlands. And so the Philistines would occasionally come into a valley that would access those highland cities, and they would – pillage the cities and they would rob from Israel and right. just essentially establish dominance. At this particular time, Saul is now king. Mm-hmm. He's the, the new king of Israel. They didn't have a standing army. It was a militia. And so when the Philistines would make one of these incursions, okay. then the alarms would sound, the shofars would sound as they communicated from village to village. And the palace guards, which were always there, would actually be joined by people from the villages, men from the villages. And so Jesse's sons have been called up for service because the Ah. Philistines are on one of these attacking missions into the highlands. Wow. And they they gather their young men, including Jesse's sons, David's brothers. They gather them, and they they stand off with the Philistines at the Valley of Allah. Okay. Okay. So they're pretty evenly matched. I mean, the truth is they they don't 
you know, neither one of them really has superior forces or weaponry. Really? The one thing the Philistines had was a giant. And so, I mean, I, I don't want to be too metaphorical today, but how many times in our life are we like, you know, living our lives, just going through, minding our own business, sure, sure. and we are attacked sure. by a giant? Wow. You know, and, yes. and the purpose of, of Goliath was to intimidate Israel. And he wanted to intimidate them. They, the, a giant, you know, is a challenge to the promise of God in your life. Um, and so David's giant, he was enormous. He was dressed to the nines. I mean, armor. <laughs> the, the, you know, you re, all you have to do is read First Samuel chapter seventeen. I mean, this guy is an intimidating yes. figure. He would have been. He would have been a great uh, team player on any NBA basketball team, according to the scripture. Yeah, nearly ten feet tall. <laughs> he would have had a scholarship anywhere, and definitely would have had the greatest salary. <laughs> well, that's that's for sure. That's for sure. He would have been a multi million dollar player, yeah, no yeah. doubt. And that's really what he was. He was a champion. Wow. And and so in those days, if they didn't want to just have this mass bloodbath, they would typically choose one okay. person. From each side, okay. and they would fight a mano on a mano, one on one, and whoever won, you know, it's kind of recorded in scripture how how that played out. Whoever won, the entire rest of the army would become slaves to the others. That fast, yeah, just that, that fast. Simply. One wow. one, you know, it's like Rocky Balboa and you know whoever was his greatest nemesis. Yeah, yeah. you know, they're going to settle it once and for all, and and that's kind of what happened. The problem was Israel didn't have a giant. But I'll tell you what they did have is they had a real God. But the Philistines had lots of gods, none of which were real. Right. Israel had a real God. The, wow. the Philistines had a real giant, but but Israel had a real God. Oh, and it seems yes. like in that contrast, all those guys on Israel's side had forgotten that. Right. Till this little boy comes named David, who has been cultivating his relationship with that real God on the backside, you know, in the wilderness yes, with, the, with yeah. the sheep and and uh, he's he's a worshiper. Mm. He's um, there's so many things we can learn from David before he gets to Goliath. Right. I mean, he's a he's a prayer warrior. He's a worshiper. He's a musician. Yes. Yes. He sings. He writes. He's cultivating in solitude. Yeah. These in, this incredible relationship with the real God. Mm. And when he gets there, he's a, he's incensed that Israel would allow. This giant, no how bad, no matter how big he is, yeah, to confront yeah. and defy God. Right, right. And so David wasn't intimidated wow. at all. But wow. that's what giants do. The first thing they do in our life is they try to intimidate. I think the second thing that I see is they are positioned between the promise God gives us mm-hmm. and the fulfillment of that promise. Wow. You know, I, I don't know about you, but there have been moments in my life, frequent moments in my life, that I had a word from God and I knew it. Right. Yeah. It's like, man, this is some God has given me a promise. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like there's a gap. Yeah. 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 Between the promise and the fulfillment of that promise. Yeah. You know, I think about that, Dr. Brassfield, like literally that's that's my story right out of the gate. When I was 16, I gave my life to Christ. And people ask me, when did you, you know, quote, surrender to the ministry? My thought on that was when I really uh, met God, I decided in that moment, man, I've got to spend the rest of my life telling people about this Jesus who loves me and died for me. Amen. And so I was fired up. I was excited. I was 16. I go home. Two weeks later, like my family had a split in it and there was an attack in oh my, my own goodness. household. Yeah. And that's 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 the Lord because two weeks before that, I might have been off drinking with somebody to try to <laughs> medicate as a teenager yeah. partying. 
But now I'm in my prayer closet, really seeking the Lord. And so God used that moment. But right out of the gate, I was like, God, oh, I'm going to tell everybody about you. And then boom, hardship. And I've gotten, I believe in, you know, simple prophetic words when the Lord Mm -hmm. really uses someone to speak something over you. And I've had people tell me throughout my life, you know, oh, you've got a heart of David. The Lord's going to use you. I'm like, yeah. And every time, yeah, I, I never thought of it till you're just saying it, but every time I get a word like that, it's like, man, you know, and, and, and I always thought my life and ministry would be like an upward trajectory in yeah. my today, oh, destiny. Yeah. That's right. But now a lot of times as I listen to you share that, I'm like, I feel like it's a venture into the wilderness or a hiding out in this cave or or coming up against this giant. So I I, I can testify. That's exactly right. I'm yeah. just seeing it maybe more than ever now. Yeah, and here's the thing. I think the awareness helps us. I think just knowing. It's not that we're negative, like, oh, we expect something bad to happen, but just knowing that the enemy is serious about right. taking you you out and destroying your destiny. Wow. So he will first try through intimidation, yeah. as in this story. Yeah. And then if we kind of shift biblical stories for a second and talk about the children of Israel when they're going into the promised land. Mm-hmm. Okay, so God's given them and promised them a land flowing with milk and honey. He says, hey, you're going you're gonna to live in houses you didn't build. You're going to eat from vineyards you didn't plant. You're going to eat from herds that you didn't develop. It's amazing. So it's a great promise, right? Yeah, yeah, it, like he, it's like, and I love how God does this. He's like, he didn't mention it's like if God had mentioned that, oh, and by the way, those houses are occupied by giants and those cities are fortified. And it's like, you know, so many times we might not be as quick yeah. to say yes to I'll what God wants us to do. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, the enemy has a way of putting giants in that gap between the promise and the fulfillment of the promise. And so we have to understand they occupy the land of promise. And for us to possess the promise, we've got to be willing to dispossess those giants. I think the third thing that I see in in my experience with giants is not only do they intimidate us and not only do they stand in our way, but a giant is a mouthpiece for the enemy. I mean, I think when we learn, if you read the story with David, Mm -hmm. I mean, Goliath is telling David all the stuff he's going to do to him. (laughs) Wow. He's like talking trash. Yeah. I mean, he's like, David's coming down. He's offended that this shepherd boy is coming out. And he says, am I a dog that you would come to me with sticks? And, and, you know, and he's like offended that they would even send a boy out, a young man, to do battle with him. And he begins to speak a lie Mm -hmm. that, that is designed to get David to believe it. In other words, there is that chance that David's going to believe what Goliath says. I'm going to feed your carcass to the fowls of the air. And I'm going right. to, you know, he begins to tell David all the stuff right. he's going to do to him. And I, I'm going to tell you, in my experience, giants talk. Yes. Giants talk. Wow. And, and sometimes they'll, because we're so nervous by, you know, we're so afraid of them, they'll speak a word and we'll hear a paragraph. Wow. That is so true. Because they play off of our fears. It's like they'll just say a few things and we'll hear this whole scenario of destruction. Or play it over our mind for days. Absolutely. Absolutely. The enemy, he wants to play head games with you. He he wants to get inside your head. It was the first psychological warfare. I mean, we see that unfolding in the valley of Allah Mm. as David goes into the valley with Goliath. It's not the the javelin or the spear or the sword that David did recognize he had, but it was all the stuff that Goliath said he was going to do. And I think for our listeners today, we have to encourage them. You can't believe if it's coming from the enemy's mouth, it's a lie. lie. It may be reality, Mm. But it's used to create a lie in your mind that's designed to steal your destiny. He wants you to surrender your destiny without a fight. That is so good. 
you know, I'm, I'm reminded even now, I mean, you said it may be reality. I think that's the world we live in. Like when we see something, you know, the enemy will use evidence like, hey, yeah, your bills are this expensive or you are this sick or the doctor really said this. But we have to remember, like we serve the God of the supernatural. And I think we lose that sometimes in our thinking day to day because we live in yes. 3D reality. But it's like Jesus, if we can remind ourselves, Jesus literally told winds and waves to stop and they stopped. <laughs> That's right. And then he literally tells us we have that same sort of authority, like tell this mountain to move. And it's like I, every time I read the Gospels and I read the power of our God, it's like, I'm in. Lord, I forgot. You know, and, and I think we succumb to that. Like the giant said this, so it must be real. Rather than reminding the giant like David that's did. That's right. I'm thinking that's the cool <laughs> thing about David is when the giant spoke to him, he spoke back to the giant. Yes. And turned the table on the giant. It's like, no, no, you've got this wrong because wow. the battle is not with me. It's with God. Wow. Consequently, this is what's about to happen to you. <laughs> I love that. I love, I love that. Yes. But you know what? So many times, I'll be honest, so many times I have failed to speak back to my giant. Yes. And I've same. heard the giant lie mm. and tell me something that I believe could be true and I believed a lie. Mm. I have a book in my library called The Lies We Believe, and there's so much of our life that's defined by things that are not true. They may be real, but they're not true, and we have to decide what truth we're going to believe, whether we're going to stand in God's truth Mm. or we're going to just look at the facts or just look at the things around us or or what the enemy tells us. And then fourth and and finally, the thing that I see is not only does the giant try to intimidate us Mm -hmm. and try to get us uh, to surrender our destiny without a fight and doesn't just lie to us. But his real purpose is to rob our passion and to steal our momentum. So you come out of this moment Mm-hmm. where you receive the promise with great momentum. Yes. And the enemy knows the danger of yeah. momentum. And so he has to do something to create a barrier to that momentum. So true. And he tries to uh, steal that passion. He shouts insults, mocks you and your promise. Wow. And and has this whole purpose of trying to get you to uh, to you know, to be discouraged, really. I mean, the whole idea of discouragement comes from an old Latin word, you know, and it essentially means to lose heart. Wow. You know, courage has to do with the heart. Yes. And the prefix dis just means to lose. And okay. so when we are discouraged, we have lost heart. Wow. And that's, I mean, he's he knows he can capitalize on those moments right. of discouragement if we're not careful. Right. And so he tries to steal our passion and steal our potential. Mm. And I just have this, this real sense that there's a lot of folks listening to us mm. that are facing a giant right now. Definitely. And they're dealing with something that seems bigger than them. Okay. They're dealing with something that they just cannot see their way around. Right. And I, I just want to encourage uh, all of you today who are listening to be reminded that that giant has a purpose in your life. The enemy has designed that giant for a purpose, but God's purpose for your life is greater. Wow. And if you'll realize that the battle is really not yours, but it's God's and you will refuse to believe the lies of the enemy and refuse to look at the giant, look past the giant to the God that's backing you up. He's got your back. Mm -hmm. He's got your back. And I just, uh, I just encourage you today. And and Jared, why don't you just, why don't we just take a moment today? Mm-hmm. And I want you to lead us in prayer. Yes, sir. And let's pray for all those listening today yes, that God would encourage their heart, that they would be lifted up. You know, the Bible says He is the lifter of our head. Yeah. That He cast His yeah. countenance upon us, and yeah. in His radiant presence, and at His right hand is joy forevermore. And as they start this new year, we don't deny the fact. 
that giants are present. Matter right, of fact, right. if you're going to have a promised land, if you're going to have a destiny, you're going to deal with giants. Wow. But let's set ourselves in agreement that every giant is not going to be compared to the natural reality, but going to be compared, compared to the spiritual reality yes. of who God is and what God has said in your life. Yes. You know, I was thinking and reading just a few days ago about Paul. You know, he went through shipwreck, but before he got on the boat, God said, you're going to stand before Caesar. So true. In other words, you know, you're, and, and then he used every event wow. of that journey. He wound up on Malta. Yes. Right? Yeah. It wasn't part of the planned voyage. It was yeah. where the storm drove him. Right. But he landed on Malta and and then, you know, was snake bit. Yeah. <laughs> so it went from yes. bad to worse. Right? <laughs> and, you know, the boat, you know, collapsed. But in yeah. the process, break. God healed him. Right. And then he healed one of the leaders of the island. And before wow. that time was there, the scripture says in the book of Acts that everyone sick on the island was healed. Wow. I mean, maybe what you're going through today, you, you think this is not part of my destiny, but maybe it's your Malta. Wow. Maybe it's where the storm's driven you, but God will use you and you can have a healing crusade yes, right yeah. in the middle of a detour. Wow. But God's committed to get you to Rome. He's committed to get you to your destiny. And so why don't you just pray that over our listeners today, that they'll be encouraged today. Yeah, I'd love to. Father, thank you, Lord, God, for everyone listening today. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation of your word that's come forth from Dr. Brassfield. And I thank you, God, that, Lord, you have not left us as orphans. You haven't left us as helpless. God, we are not victims, but in Christ we are victors. Lord, your word says that the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in us. And so, God, in you we are overcomers. And you didn't try to disguise the fact there would be issues. In fact, you told us in this world we would have tribulation. But then you immediately said, take heart. That's that word, heart, because you have overcome the world. So, God, right now we commit to speak to the giants in yes. our lives, the barriers between our promise, Lord, and, and, and Father, the fulfillment of that promise. And we tell those giants that our God is bigger, greater, more powerful, and their part in our story is simply to display the power of an overcoming God. Yes, so, Lord, amen. we choose to overcome today. I pray for faith to be increased, and, Lord, that we would walk in confidence and heart and passion and in the promises of God today in 2019, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate that. And I want to just remind you as we close today, uh, get out to philbrashill.com or destinyleaders.com and uh, download the Bible study. Let's join together to defeat the giants in our life. We have what we call a 30-day victory challenge. It's a four-week Bible study that you can download called uh, Defining, Defying, and Defeating Giants in Your Life. And I just don't believe you have to live in fear or bondage this year, that this could be your year of deliverance and your year of victory. and uh, But that comes through the Word of God and the power of God's Word. So get out and download that Bible study. Uh, there's a place there where you can let us know what God's doing in your life along the way and uh, be encouraged with that. Also, uh, make sure that you plug into all the great events this year that Destiny's hosting. And remember at Destiny, our purpose and goal is to develop the leader in you. And so we'll see you next time. And until then, uh, we pray God bless you. Thanks for joining us today. It's been a lot of fun. Yes. 
you for listening to the Destiny Leaders Podcast. If this episode has inspired you in any way, we'd love for you to take a moment and subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like a copy of today's notes, visit destinyleaders.com forward slash show notes. You can also sign up to have new episodes delivered straight to your inbox when they are released. Join us next time as we continue to develop the leader in you.